0: Welcome to episode 79 of the Enterprise Excellence Podcast. I'm Emily Jevons coming to you from Brisbane, Australia. This is the third bonus episode of five, focused on how to sustain and achieve an enterprise excellence journey and transformation. Today's topic is defining your vision of excellence and PDCAing your way there. These five short daily episodes are part of our Enterprise Excellence Academy and community launch. Our academy and community are dedicated to educating and helping organisations sustain and achieve an excellence journey to create a better future. Our first community meeting is on, dun dun, dun April the 28th, 2022. We mistakenly gave the wrong date in our first part of this mini series. So just confirming that April 28th is our first virtual meeting. We have Dr. Morgan Jones as our world's expert who will be presenting on how to measure, audit, and sustain a change journey. He co-authored the book Why Bother with Chris Butterworth, and we are so pleased that he is joining us on that first meeting. We're running the community meetings on a Thursday morning, once a month, from 7.30 to 9.30 a.m. So that first hour of the meeting, we'll be chatting with our Wells experts, asking them questions, and hearing their expertise directly We're so lucky to have this direct access to the experts in our field. The second hour of every community meeting will be focused on helping one another overcome challenges in our own journeys. Our purpose for the community is to learn directly from our world's experts each month and to help one another sustain energy and direction. We're also running a competition for our listeners and our clients during the month of March where you can go into the draw to win a place on one of our Agile Certified Training Courses. This could be in either our Combined Product Owner and Scrum Master Course or in the Agile Scrum at Scale Course. We're so grateful to be able to offer this opportunity to one of you. We'll be drawing the winner at the end of March. To enter, just reach out to us. You can find us on our website, the Enterpriseexcellenceacademy.com and contact us You could email Brad or I directly. Brad's email is bjevins at iqi.com.au and I'm ejevins at iqi.com.au or you can find Brad on LinkedIn and shoot him a message there. Just reach out to us and we'll pop you in the draw to win that great prize. We'll draw the lucky winner at the end of March and we'll let everybody know who that is. Thanks again, everyone. We truly appreciate you. So Brad, why is it important to define your own vision of excellence?
1: Yeah, the main reason is, is that there's an innate human trait, particularly in organizations that what gets measured gets done. And also the power of having a vision that is compelling. And so I think those two things play out with the vision here. You know, it's important that as an organization, you've defined that vision of excellence. But it's also important that you can physically measure it and that it's also meaningful. So there's some some sort of storytelling and drive behind it that actually motivates people to want to head there.
0: So there's sort of two aspects you're thinking of when you're defining your vision. You want to create a clear vision in a compelling way Mm. that draws people into it. And then you want to have what systems in place to be able to measure your journey towards
1: Yeah. And often people get purely when I see it, a lot of organizations go, okay, our measures of performance increase is what's going to drive us. And it's like, yeah, that's cool. You know, you you definitely want that to be part of it. You know, that links to Mike Roth's Toyota Carter, where you got to know your vision and, and have that meaningful goals and step your way there through an iterative approach, which is similar to the agile approach. Mm -hmm. But I think with an excellence journey, when you've defined your way, you need to be able to go for, right, those key elements we want to be truly great at, you've got to be able to describe what excellence looks like for those. And you also need to be able to measure it. Mm -hmm. So with a maturity index, that's typically how you measure it in that regards. You know, you'll maybe have a rubric, a one to five rating scale on that. Of course, five would be the vision of excellence for each criteria. You know, you might have five, you might have 14, you might have 24. Uh, I think the simpler the better of how many things you're trying to be great at to truly achieve excellence Mm -hmm. and then you can either for measurement have a descriptor of what it would look like at level one level two level three level four level five or like what I've seen Peter Hines do where and uh, CSA partners do based on that legacy is I see that they just have you know level one is we're not started yet yes level two is we're forming it yeah and planning it level three is we deployed it but we're having to lead it hard and level four is becoming part of culture and level five, it's just the way it is. Anyone could leave, but it'd still keep going.
0: Yeah, more generic terms.
1: Yeah, makes it really easy. Really simple. The other criteria I've seen put across that, and I learnt this from Peter Hines and Chris Butterworth was across that one to five scale, you can also have the percentage of the company or employees in your team really living it. That's the measurement. Well, as a double measurement, like one of the measurements is that, what I just mentioned, that not started.
0: Mm-hmm. But good.
1: at not started, you might say that, well, that means maybe 10% of the people are doing it or no one's doing it. Okay. You know, forming, you could say that 20% of the team are actually starting to do it. Um, at deployed or it's starting to be deployed and led, you might go, there's up to 40% of people doing it. Right. And once you get up to autonomous, which is, you know, it's becoming part of the culture. You might say that 70% of the people or teams in our organization, whether you're taking that organization-wide view or a team view, are doing it. And then, of course, way of life, you'd be saying 90 to 95% of teams or our people are doing that system or that behavior. Yeah. Because pretty well that's what it comes down to on your maturity index, things you're trying to be great at. That'd be a blend of systems you want to be great at, but for sure there's going to be some behavioral statements in there. You know, what would be, people be doing with them if we were truly great? Yeah.
0: Yeah, great.
1: And so that's the vision and the, the measurement of it. You know, the vision gets captured in that maturity index and you know, I guess also there could be incorporated into the company's vision statement also. And then you have the maturity index or a rubric-style system that Which, can be used. Yeah,
0: your measurement.
1: And then, of course, you still have, but you're... The goals you're chasing with them, you know, those measurable goals of what it might be. You know, maybe it's, at a simple term, it may be greater profitability, a dramatically reduced environmental impact, a uh, greater net promoter score internally with our employees or externally with customers. You know, there will be those measurable goals, and are
0: know, they part of the rubric or are they
1: separate? They're separate. Separate. They tie into, you know, they, they tie into your strategy deployment system you know strategic planning and deployment system into the future
0: but they also tie into your vision
1: yeah so it all bolts together and I think the importance of vision has really become clear to me especially on these journeys but also that a vision actually describes what it looks like
0: yeah it's visual
1: a lot of visions are we're going to be the biggest we're going to be the greatest we're going to be but what what does that look like
0: mm.
1: you know to be that what is that you know and so I think Number one, even for your top line company vision, I believe it's important that it actually describes what it would look like, feel like, you know, get into that uh, humanistic element because people can really link into that. I think for your maturity index of excellence, as you build that, you need to be descriptive with it. You know, yeah. people need to be able to read it and they need to be able to go, okay, I could see that. I know it would be happening if we did that.
0: Can you give us an example? Is there a company's vision that you know really well and you can sort of oh
1: yeah there I don't know if it's legit or not but Henry Ford's vision I saw Mm -hmm. it through uh, a study that was done and like he had this vision right from the early days which was it's quite descriptive it would be you know every man of a decent of an okay or a decent wage would be able to uh, afford and shift from the horse to the motor vehicle and drive through our beautiful green country, you know, enjoying weekends, pleasures with his family. It was like that, you know, so he was basically saying in that vision that we're going to create a low cost car that anyone can buy but, and yeah. put the horse to the yeah. side and really get out there and see our beautiful country with, our, with his or her family. You mm. know, well, Back then it was that his masculine type piece, of course,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but that was a really good one. And then also JFK's, of course, moonshot statements around, you know, by the end of the decade, we'll put a man on the moon, not because it's easy, but because it's hard. You know, so he was describing this culture of grit and determination that he was looking to build. Yeah. yeah. There's many others.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah so kind of uh, using a really kind of visual language. Yes. Is important in setting your vision.
1: Yeah. And that applies to your, like, say on your maturity index, you've got one bit that we, we believe we need to be great at strategy and cultural deployment. Well, you'd want it to be excellence to be visual too, that you could read it and in your mind you could see what's going to be happening.
0: Right.
1: Yeah, so the same element. It's its important.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could almost get your marketing team to help you write it. Yeah,
1: well, marketing yeah. a great one yeah. to help. Someone all.
0: really creative who already thinks in that visual yeah. mode. Yeah.
1: I, I think the other factor is get your frontline employees to help. Mm. You know, because your frontline employees and some middle management well they're the ones that need to be able to read it and understand it and visualize it as much as the leadership is
0: this something that um you know cascades down into their own language and their own visions or it
1: no not not the maturity index it's normally a a standard that you use so you can you can see where different teams are at comparatively Mm -hmm. it's not like strategy and cultural deployment where that's all about making it relevant and in their own language and making the measures relevant to them that connect to the higher level measures and yeah it's different to that
0: yeah yeah um well let's move on to pdcaing it's a term that's thrown around a lot the plan do check act cycle um how does that sort of relate to defining your vision of excellence is that more part of the pra- kind of practically applying it
1: Yeah, it is. So it's it's again linking back to, like traditionally we'd know it as an auditing and review approach. Ah. But I think the auditing word, especially from a lot of the ISO audits and things like that, has has a bad name. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd more like the word like review or reflection or something like that, that we're actually getting out and running a process where teams are able to, and the company as a whole, you know, that macro view in a way of the company but go in more detailed into individual teams and you can review reflect and learn from it and then adapt
0: so that's cycles of your planning
1: or, or even more tighter you know I see a lot of companies where they will have their strategic planning cycle and you know that might be yearly and you've got whatever iteration of execution you've got going for that Mm -hmm. but in relation to the maturity index if i just talk that rubric that you're going right we've defined excellence we've got the vision for it often what i see that can work well is that you know if you break the year into quarters and that on the first quarter of the year it may be an internal review and reflection that teams are just reviewing themselves and reflecting on where they're at and giving themselves a score mm-hmm. and they're using the past they're using the past reviews to guide that yeah. to, and that can give them a baseline to sort of calibrate to. but then on the six monthly it may be a, a quality team or a internal review team or maybe the business improvement team or someone who's really an expert in this uh, operating system or this excellence model that comes in and does an independent review. Mm-hmm. Or it could be peers, team members from one team going to another team and they're doing a review and then they're learning it. And then, uh, you know, from that, they're then setting actions and work they're doing for the next quarter to bring themselves up to the maturity. Mm-hmm. And then once a year, it may be an external party that comes in, you know, which I know that's a big part of what SA Partners does with organizations where many of them, they'll play that external party to come in and do a review and re- and reflect and learning and support and help the organizations then set a path for the time ahead mm.
0: and, and why do you think companies might need the external
1: it's it's Im, it's important to get calibration from multiple angles you do know you think
0: biases work yeah
1: biases kick yeah. in and and um it just gives you that different view i think the book for this is really the book by dr morgan jones and chris butterworth you know why bother.
0: Have you got it?
1: Yeah, I've got it here. Like really in essence to reading how to do this in a really detailed well way. Why bother?
0: New one just to help. Yeah. Sorry, I keep going to the wrong camera.
1: And the biggest topic in there is all around the calibration I think too. There's a lot of techniques which in these short sharp sessions we're doing right now I won't go into. Yeah. But in, in essence what you're doing is you you're following the PDCA cycle, you know. You you're doing some planning. Based on your excellence model and your and and your strategy you're working on for the year, and this could be a team or that from a whole company view, and you're gonna then execute it, do it, and then you're gonna do a review where you're gonna come in and in a way audit it or do a measurement system based on your maturity index, which is your your check, and then you're gonna act based on that. Yeah. And you're gonna from that you're gonna go back to planning, and you're gonna plan and set targets. For the next sequence of events that you want to, and you may only be targeting one or two elements, not the whole fourteen elements. There's yeah. fourteen or Makes seven. Makes
0: sense to try and embed. Yeah. Just a couple at a time, and let people really get the feels. And yeah,
1: and the way you gauge that is on what's going to help you the most move towards your goals. vision and goals, meaningful yes. goals. Yes. And then it becomes a thing that's actually helping a team, not something else. You know, that's being put on them, and yeah. I think I think that's important.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, well, just mentioning back to the book, Morgan Jones is going to be our first guest on our community.
1: First expert. Yeah. yeah
0: our First expert. And I guess he's written a lot of books, Many. so there'll be <laughs> possibly a lot of top- topics that he talks about, but this could be one that we could really delve into a little bit more with him.
1: Well, it's, it's why I've got Morgan coming in first and I could have had Chris to Christopher come in at some stage, but it's because that community is, is geared to help people run pdca and their excellence journey for years to come yeah but like this is not a one or two year thing to truly become great get up there with the john Deere's, the toyotas the you know these organizations you're talking 10 years at least and so that's why i've got morgan in first because so much of this community is about okay so defining excellence being able to create your vision for it and then being able to do this review and reflection is pdca cycle which we're going to use scrum at scale techniques to do mm-hmm. but the why bother book is critical to it it might become pre-breeding for everyone but <laughs> um yeah so that's why dr morgan jones is coming in first up
0: yeah so any of you looking to join the community you know write down some questions you've got off this little short sharp episode and send them in to us and um we'll be collating questions from the community yeah yeah to be to be asking morgan in that first meeting yeah so it's very exciting send them through
1: yeah good
0: yeah all right so summarizing defining the vision of excellence in a really visual way using lovely language that people can really lock into that story with and setting some goals attached to that And then setting your plan, do, check, act cycles Mm. in motion. Yep. to sort of achieve those little goals one by one.
1: Yeah, that's it. And it is a style of auditing process, but just check where that word is at in relation to your organization. Because really the purpose is not to beat people up. The purpose is allow people to, you know, reflect, learn, adapt. Yeah. And that way you'll keep the journey going.
0: Yeah, cool. Okay. Thanks, Emma. Thanks. We'll see you next time.
1: Cheers. Bye.
0: Bye. Jeff Sutherland often talks about the scene in The Matrix where Morpheus offers Neuro a red and a blue pill. The red pill to enter The Matrix, the blue pill to go back to sleep. It's one of Brad and my favorite movies, The Matrix. Such an eye-opener. Unfortunately, most organizations and people trained in Agile or Lean Six Sigma take the blue pill and go back to sleep after the training, back to the way things have always been. Dr Sutherland and his team have set up the Agile Education program and community to help more organisations and people take the red pill and enhance their organisation's culture of continuous improvement and innovation. Jeff himself sees a community as a key factor and has asked us to set up a similar community in the Asia Pacific region. We're thrilled that he asked us to and our first community meeting is on the 28th of April at 7.30am. Don't forget to enter our competition during the month of March to win a place on one of our Agile Certified Training Courses. This could be either in our Combined Product Owner and Scrum Master Course, or in the Agile Scrum at Scale Course, both are FAB courses. We'll be drawing the winner at the end of March. All you have to do to enter is reach out to us. Find Brad on LinkedIn, email him or I on bjevins at or myself, ejevons at iqi. Or you can also uh, contact us on our website, theenterpriseexcellenceacademy.com. Just reach out. Good luck, everybody. We'll let the lucky winner know at the end of the month. Thanks again, everyone, and bye for now.